Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Almost Famous, the podcast where I explore the subject of fame by talking to people who've experienced it themselves and ask them how it has affected their own journey as well as the lives of those around them. My guest today is comedian Lou Sanders. Lou is the champion of season eight of Dave's Taskmaster and has also appeared on The Late Late Show with James Corden in America, Live at the Apollo and QI on the BBC, Travel Man This Way Up and 8 Out of 10 Cats Does Countdown for Channel 4 and Roast Battle on Comedy Central amongst many other TV appearances. Lou has also been a mainstay at the Edinburgh Fringe with her 2018 show Shame Pig and a 2019 follow-up Say Hello to Your New Stepmummy both selling out and receiving rave reviews. Lou also has a podcast of her own called Cuddle Club that I can highly recommend you subscribe to as soon as you possibly can. Lou's also been a friend of mine for years and is one of the great humans on the earth, so I'd like to give a huge, almost famous welcome to Lou Sanders! Whoa! Hello, baby. How are you? I'm not used to seeing you in a professional capacity, so that was that was nice to listen to the intro. I thought uh, both of us sound good in this. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you're not uh, even uh, you're not even seeing yeah. me in a professional capacity. It's all audio. Audio, which is a shame. I thought you might want to whack the old video on as well to see an old friend, but um, I guess not. <laughs> no, I don't have the technical capability to do that, and it would involve much hard work and editing, which you probably re- remember from having known me for years. I'm not the hardest worker. For the audience, uh, Lou and I have known each other, by my reckoning, since circa 2006, when we worked at the BBC Entertainment Development Department together. Lou, what do you remember of those halcyon days? <laughs> Well, it's funny. Hang on, I just need to open a drawer. Okay. It's funny that you should... Well, it's funny that I should say um, I'm not used to hearing you in a professional capacity and the fact is I used to work with you. (laughs) I think that sums it all up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, you weren't bad, but you weren't like a little psychopath. You know, so we were working with some really driven psychopaths (laughs) and you definitely were more laid back. (laughs) I think it's fair to say Um, I feel like it's worth asking you know obviously everyone knows you as a comedian now but what what kind of jobs other than that TV job what jobs led to that and is there any pattern forming in terms of things you did that eventually can I just say I feel like an intruder being on a podcast was it called Almost Famous or something it is well it's called Almost Famous Nobody knows who I am, but um, I guess that fits the brief, almost famous. Wait, yeah, that fits the brief. We will get to that because yeah. one of the questions I will ask is, are you famous? You've just uh, you've no. just answered it. But <laughs> I will say, Lou, every, pretty much 98% of the people I interview say they're not. And then I find myself arguing as to why I think they are. So I'll do mm. I'll do that. But but in terms of uh, jobs you did before comedy, is there any pattern forming in terms of things you chose to do? Yes. 
Uh, there's a pattern forming in. Uh, I got sacked from them all. <laughs> that was the pattern. I was. Uh, I got let go at the BBC. That was um, that was embarrassing. But I was in the wrong department because it was like fact end, and I didn't ever watch any of the fact end shows. Mm. And they were all like whacking off about all the shows, and I was like, oh, I don't know, I was out. And um, yeah, I just I wasn't very good at my job. I don't think. How did I you get the like, job in fact end if you don't like factual entertainment shows? I was working with Sharon Stansfield, who's great. I love her. She's a producer, very talented. And we were working together at different, uh, at Leopard, and you could do anything, not do anything you wanted there, but it was more like just come up with any ideas. And then we got on and she thought I was good, so then she got me the job at the BBC. But I think also we we joined quite a stressful, um, everyone was very stressed there at that time. So I think it was... Yeah, it was a difficult. It was a difficult time to be good, anyway. Really, <laughs> that's what I told myself. Yeah, but yeah, it's too difficult to be good at this time. <laughs> and it was. I remember it as being because I remember I joined. I think you were already there when I joined, and I remember you telling me that you'd started doing stand up, and me being very envious and jealous. So, was it? Was that about the right the time where you started doing it? Is that right? I think so. Yeah, and I was basically trying to. Yeah, too many plates as well spinning, which is what uh, Sharon said as well. Like, because I was doing stuff in the, my joke band and then stand up and then that. They were all like creative endeavours. And I don't know, it was it felt like, oh, I certainly need to, to, to pursue one of these things, you know? Like, I don't think I'm going to be the best um, TV producer. And my heart wasn't really in it. Yeah. Um, I definitely am not going to be the best musician because of talent well I can't I, I, obviously I'm not going to be the best comedian either but at least it's something like at least you can be um me- mediocre <laughs> and I so it took me many many years until pretty recently to even admit out loud that I think I even got into tv just because I was hoping at some point someone would say either you're a great writer or you should be performing or something like that is is there any similarity in your journey yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, it's like the people that work in uh, model agents on reception are always really fit. And you're like, well, yeah, like they, they've obviously gone, like they don't want to say like, I think I could be a model, but but they sort of hang around that area so that they're snapped up. Kind of. Yeah, I guess. And then, yeah, I think a lot of people working in TV are like that, aren't they? It, even like, you get a lot of people, producers who are like 55 or whatever, and then they're like, oh, I, I'm going to actually present this show that I've done the format for, you know? Yeah, but that never actually comes off except for Richard Osman. And that was a kind of luck out, wasn't I think he, the way I read it with Richard was he, um, nobody else could turn up on the day that they were doing the run through and he just sat in and then the, oh, the commissioners really? were like, yeah, you're brilliant. You should do it. Oh, wow. And then I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that about him. Um, that was always my dream. Like, honestly, because I used to yeah. be involved in loads of run-throughs too. And I'd be like, maybe someone will spot me. <laughs> yeah, you've sort of got to be your own. Very rarely do people, we're all sort of waiting. And it's the same with validation, I think. We're all sort of waiting for someone else to give us the go-ahead or the validation or, the, you know. And it's like, you really do have to do everything yourself really yeah most of the time like 99% of the time I think because then you're developing the skills and you're like there just isn't a shortcut I don't think there might be that I mean it's helpful being around it like if you want to be a writer or something then why not work on comedies and look at scripts and stuff yeah Yeah. like it's all helpful 
So uh, these are called the isolation episodes of Almost Famous. How has the lockdown affected you and your career? How are you doing? Well, I've ignored all the rules. I'm sort of barbecuing regularly with this. <laughs> you know, for me, it's nothing. No, I um, yeah, it's a ball like, and it's um, it's depressing, sort of going through your diary and like seeing all the money you've lost and all the fun like festivals and stuff like that so it is a bullet but then you have to sort of think bloody hell like I'm not that sad about it because I'm luckier than a lot of people and you just sort of think it could be so much worse yeah still alive still alive baby uh so yeah it's not a bad old life and also I was so busy before lockdown and so so exhausted and I've had a right nice rest actually yeah and I've read two and a half books <laughs> I mean yeah, you couldn't say that before I've never that's that's the two that they're my first two and a half books <laughs> so getting back to uh, what we alluded to earlier the question I always ask people are you famous you say you're not now Lou I would argue you've now been on you know one of the biggest talk shows in America and you uh you know you've been on all of the British big panel shows and stuff like that so I guess my question is when do you think if you're not, if you don't see yourself as kind of famous now, when, what would it take? When, what is fame? When would it be? Well, I'm quite happy with uh, where I am now in, in, like, I don't think I'd like to be really famous. Like, I don't, I think I'd like to be Denzel Washington, which is quite lucky because I don't think that will happen. But like, I don't think, or Victoria Beckham, or I don't know, because then your life is sort of blighted. So I'm really happy with the level it is now which is no one knows who I am. And now and again, someone will say, oh, I liked you. You know, if I go on a heat on the heath, now and again, someone will be like, well, actually it happened yesterday. This guy went, oh, Lou Sanders. And I thought I knew him. And I was like, hey, you know, you think you work with him or something. Yeah. And he was like, you're Lou Sanders. And I went, yep. And then he said, right. And then he's like, I went to see, I saw a show of yours or something like this. And he was talking and I didn't know how long to leave the small talk. And I just stood around because I thought he was he was, and then he was just flailing like right and we both like it was awkward on both sides and I thought how did he recognize me with my glasses like big old sunglasses on not not because I'm anyone just because I like my crow's feet <laughs> my crow's feet to be a bit and then I had a fucking great big tote bag saying vote labia which I plastered all around <laughs> social media and I was like oh he saw that that's all right that's why yeah. Uh, and but, how, well, how, I guess it's worth asking how, you know, you say it's rare that people uh, recognize you, but when they do, like an instance like yesterday, so your your go to is to think, oh, it's someone who knows me. It, it's not quite got into you yet that it's because you're visible in the public eye. Whoops, my microphone dropped. Well, so the thing is, so I was thinking about this because, so in terms of people that recognize me, it's probably like on average, one a week not not even that and you know uh, <laughs> you know me I'm out and about I'm not taking the lockdown seriously I'm joking <laughs> but um but then you spend most of your life well I have spent most of my life not being recognizable at all and it's only in the last year or so that um I've started to have more like uh, being on more tv shows so of course you just think you're uh like I don't stick out in any way you know like if like if you're a sort of I don't know like 20 year old really hot uh tall like model you'd be get people looking at you all the time do you know what I mean but oh actually even 
you know age is slightly irrelevant but I, so I spend most of my life not you know just being who I am getting on with my own business so you don't sort of clock that then that's what you do you know what I mean like that's your go-to and your status quo so if things change ever so slightly like they creep up mm. over a few years I suppose it doesn't really feel like it's a thing you know yeah but maybe Which that, I'm happy with. yeah maybe that's because it's you know you've said it's the last year so maybe it's gonna you know like a ever increasing curve maybe it'll just creep up on you that it's happening a lot more often I don't know I guess you sort of think I do sometimes because oh yeah I was in the so I would a while ago I was just at Starbucks in the service station I know but there wasn't anywhere else to buy coffee and um I spilt coffee all down my front and then I did like an Instagram story going oh like just a funny story about the coffee down my top and someone went oh I thought that was you that I just saw and I thought oh yeah right I'm often behaving fucking mad and then people do know who you are at the wrong moment like uh like someone on Twitter said oh like it was things about like who they'd uh, you know on Twitter like a week or so ago it was like oh what like kind of meaningless uh it was kind of like a joke like unimpressive run-ins with celebrities you've had or something right. like that it, it might have been framed more positively but whatever and then this guy like wrote like a load of people and I was in there saying he saw Lou Sanders having a terrible time in the apple shop <laughs> <laughs> and because I never like think anyone will know who I am I just sort of act how I'd normally act I don't you know yeah because we're you know of course you are gonna act how you normally act we're human beings we're not like but does that but, mean um, that does that mean that potentially if you got to a level of public exposure that you feel like you'd have to stop being yourself well I might eat nicer and I might um what do you I mean like sort of... shut your mouth when you eat or something yeah 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 <laughs> right. I might do stuff like that because I eat oh, horrifically do you, I've eaten with uh, you before I've never noticed that and I'm a big yeah, one for no. not liking that really no I I it's horrible and then the other day like um we were at a thing a while ago me and my friend and I suppose he's like a little bit he's sort of like recognizable I guess but he sort of is more aware of it than I am because I think he's like I don't know, but anyway, I someone offered me a brownie and I said, "Oh, are they vegan?" And she went, "No, no, I don't, I don't think so." As a joke, like, "Oh, I don't think so." Then, you know, as like whatever I said, I can't really remember something like that. And then he was like, "Well, I don't think that's how we act when we're, um, you know, like recognizable, or whatever." And I, I, I was thought, he being ironic? No, because he is recognizable. So he probably thought I was dragging him down. But then I was, I just sort of didn't. I would never think to like not do like dumb jokes that might be offensive or not. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, um, Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements featuring rust proof, stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, but I feel, but I feel like, I mean, I feel... I mean, I feel like, you know, because I do this podcast because I grew up around some semblance of fame, etc. And I feel like I've been around enough famous people to know that actually it's quite rare for someone who is recognizable to do something that could be deemed to be quite diva-ish in public. I certainly know people who do, but that doesn't seem that common to me. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, when you are recognizable, you probably do it le- like, you know, I mean, oh God, I was in quick fit and... um <laughs> wait do you bang mean the advert no but bang on brand because I did do the advert for them a few years ago didn't I yeah. and I um actually weirdly I was you know him who came in so I was in quick fit and David Badil came in and I'd not uh met him we just follow each other on uh Twitter wait while you and... were in quick fit David Badil came in yeah 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 and I, what? I, I was in quick yeah, I was in quick fit and he lives he lives near me and he was in there with his brother-in-law like swapping his tires or something. So I was in quick fit and then he came through the door and went, Lou Sanders, we follow each other on Twitter. And I was like, hello. And we he had just done Taskmaster and I did the series before. So we're like, we knew who each other were and stuff. And then um we had a nice old chat. Um but before that, uh I said to and that's the nice side of it you feel like you're friends with people you don't know just through social media but that's like everyone mm. but before that I was kicking off in quick fit a little bit and um did you say not, did you say I've done the advert for you no but they had some ridiculous thing and I was like oh god why is it like being a bit of a brat just because like is overpriced or whatever I can't remember what it was now and then this guy went oh you're Lou aren't you and I said yeah how do you know that and I suddenly thought fucking pipe down you should know you know not to be a brute I wasn't really being a brute but everyone come on like there's a sort of there's a sort of opinion that if you're on tv you shouldn't ever get like slightly annoyed about anything do you know what I mean like because they think we're all millionaires and like you know I can pay my mortgage for another three months and then I'm I'm worried basically I hope you're um, getting a mortgage holiday at the moment though no, I didn't because I just because I just moved in and I thought, oh no, I won't. But um, anyway, so he said, oh, you're Lou, and I said, oh yeah, how do you know that? And I thought how embarrassing. And he said, oh, I live um, I live in the same like block of flats as you. And then I recognised <laughs> him. I said, oh yeah, hello mate. And I felt so bad. I wasn't like I wasn't like being a brute. I was just like, oh, how come that that's that then? And that's you know, it's that kind of tone. Yeah, I think it would be very. I think it's very unlikely knowing you that at any point, no matter how successful you get or in the public eye you get, it's very unlikely that you'll change your personality. I'm not sure you're capable of changing your personality. 
No, but then, you know, everybody has a day where they sort of think, oh, I could have, you know, like I've said stuff to people before and before uh, they definitely didn't know who, who, who I was, who like, you know, I'm talking about a while ago or whatever, but I said, you know, you say, I'm just, I can't think of specifics, but where you say something to someone like, uh, well, why is that that or something, you know, in a service role or something, and then you go back and apologize. I can't remember, like, I've definitely gone back to someone to apologize going, I'm so sorry that came out, you know, wrong kind of thing. Yeah, but that's just but, you being, but that's just, that, uh, we all do that. And I think yeah. uh, is, is the fear, I guess, that, you know, you do it and then it gets into the press or something. No, the fear is just... People think you're an asshole. Well, no, you just want to treat everybody with... Um, and I think I do. Like, I, you know, like, I I do think I see a human being rather than someone, like, you know, who, I don't know. I can't think of, of an example. I think, I, I think what you're saying is that basically you... you you're just being a you're just being a good human person. You want to treat everybody as you want to be treated yourself, and that's got nothing to do with your your public image or anything. So that, it would be yeah, yeah, it would be yeah, more yeah. of a problem if you were saying this is just because I don't want to get into the press. I think that would be a, more of an issue. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I wanted to ask whether you were a show off as a kid. Can you imagine what the, what a slow day the press would be having <laughs> if they were like, oh, someone who was in a show once was um, a bit mean to someone at Quick Fit because they... <laughs> oh, actually, in my head, it was more like, do you remember that page in Heat? I don't know if it still even oh, Heat yeah. still exists, but the page where it's like overheard in the street. Lou Sanders friend, having a go at Quick Fit. But everyone has bad day. My friend, and I do love her, we went on holiday once to... Um, somewhere like it's so embarrassingly what it was somewhere like somewhere in thailand that was like really nice for the first few days and then we went to somewhere like you know more like budget but the really posh place that we went to or were like quite posh um like we were at reception and i was like glee i was like oh my god this is lush i was skipping around and she was like why is the wi-fi not working to the woman on reception like really arsy like yeah. and i just thought oh my god this is why they hate the british like you know imagine like dropping off to a paradise island going um i don't understand why the wi-fi is not working and i need to do some work and that you know that i could not bear that that's um but she but she's a good person she was just having a but that's a, uh, that's interesting because i think that you've just brought up a thing that is so normal like it's so normal and you you're worried about you're slightly paranoid about how that comes across but we've that all, wasn't me that was no I know I know but we've all we've literally all done that I yeah, think so yeah I we have, we have. I used to I used to do it like when I wasn't happy um I used to do stuff like that all the time because there's an inner thing inside you like there's an inner monster that's kind of like oh I haven't got what I want that's that that's your kind of like you don't know that that's going on until the years later when you unpick it but for for me like I I wasn't where I wanted to be and I was really sort of unsettled inside and yeah. so I would get more I would snap easier about stuff that really doesn't matter and I'm not saying like I'm cured now and I'm perfect but it's a lot easier to be nicer when you're happier yeah and you've talked a lot uh or at least I've read in the press quite a lot about you know how you used to drink a lot and how that uh, giving up drinking <laughs> giving up uh, giving up booze has changed your life is that linked to your happiness yes I would say, but I was happy before as well. But um, the more work I do on myself, I think the happier I am. But I was happy, but I don't think you can get rid of the shit. If, if you've got a drink problem and you're still drinking, you can't like even start to unpick the shame where you're still in the kind of, um, uh, you know, habit of every now and again getting whammo and doing the same things. Yeah. So yeah, it's 
see it. I'm happier now. From my experience of back in the old days, I never would have had you down as, say, being an alcoholic. I would have just had you down as being, like, I think some people would describe it as being quite a sloppy drunk. Yeah, I think I went through phases. Is there a difference, though? I don't know if there is. I think I was, I went through phases all through my life. So I'd have like a good year or two. I stopped drinking before for like two years because yeah. like, everyone kept telling me I was an alcoholic and I was like, well, then I'll stop drinking for two years. And then I'd always go back to it and then I'd always end up destroying like relationships and careers and stuff like that. But I think I, it's a funny one because you're not around it all the time or you might see someone on a night out where they're not like... Um, causing trouble Mm. or whatever do you know what I mean but I think if it's there it's there and I tried so many things like drinking different things only drinking at weekends and I'd always come back to like ruining stuff and so many people told me I was an alcoholic and well I I started drinking when I was 13 and I had like vodka under the bed and you know at university I was pissed every day and do you know what I mean so I think but it so I don't think you ever lose that you can put a lid on it for a bit and sort of there were certainly times like a year or two years at a time where I'd like had it under control but if you don't say that you're an alcoholic you always go back to it and then well for me anyway I can only talk about myself and then um yeah I lost so many jobs and like yeah where do you think that kind of self-destructive side of you came it's, from by the way it's funny that you can say you didn't think it was a problem because uh you know the we used to work for this guy I won't say his name on here but I oh, actually you worked for you had slightly different people you reported into but um anyway someone that we used to work for for the BBC um my friend said she's now working with him anyway and um uh, she said oh yeah he said about you I said don't ask him about me because I don't think I was very good and she said no he loved you he loved you he said you um always came in stinking of booze but he thought you were really <laughs> but I think he was a bit of a caner in his own way as well well if he loved it um, yeah he must have rela- he must have uh, seen a bit of seen a bit of himself in you I guess yeah 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 I don't remember uh, to be honest I don't remember who you're talking about the, the head of fa- the head of fact then I can't remember who that was I'll tell you I'll tell you off air, off air. <laughs> but um but I think that it does go hand in hand with so it's not just the drinking you know because like you say sometimes I was fine and it's not like I think there's different levels of uh, alcoholism definitely and I just like you don't have to sort of throw away your whole life before you sort of say oh I'm gonna stop drinking do you know what I mean like and yeah I don't know but do you um, think do you think you'd have got to where you are now if you hadn't no, given up no drinking? no absolutely no way no way people didn't trust me are you kidding like I did um I did uh people just I, I remember asking to Pasco once I was like why don't you why am I not like on tv and stuff when all the comics and come really, really funny and stuff and she went no one trusts you you she she, she it's really helpful actually what she said she's like people just see you as a, too much of a risk and you know you need to like kind of get more professional and that goes hand in hand with drinking because if you're drinking like that in that way mm. it's uh you're not respecting yourself you know you're not respecting other people of course people aren't going to trust you you're putting out a vibe of like you know a bit of a handful and so are we talking so about are we talking about turning up to gigs late not turning up at all turning up oh, drunk, uh, all of the above all of it. yeah all of it like I threw a glass I know I threw a bottle at someone at Macfest and like loads of people were asking for their tickets back another gig I was like hammered at like you know it's just like like Macfest I couldn't stand up I like I threw a bottle into the audience and I still didn't stop drinking. There's so many occasions. And um, 
isn't there, that, isn't there you... some isn't there some responsibility on the promoters to not let you no. on stage at that point no 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 you've got to take responsibility for yourself and even if they stopped me I still was that pissed I still didn't turn up for work I still got asked not to come on stage you know it's like it's not right. there's so many comics it's like who wants that on the payroll and also for yourself it's like I'm glad I didn't I wasn't successful before I stopped drinking because you know you you see the comics that get it and then they lose it all because they're sort of chaotic inside or they haven't sorted themselves out. And it, you know, success is hard to stick to that. And of course there's, you know, there's always the ones that slip by, like uh, there's always, uh, what's his name that's built a whole career on um, drinking and stuff. Oh he God. drew me a picture of a dick once on, um, on a show, Johnny Vegas. Johnny Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you know, but you know, I'd, I think I'd rather do it this way around, but, um, and also for a woman, it's different. I think they get judged more heavily if they're out of control and stuff, but, um, and that's not me being like, "Mm." I think it's true, but what was the question? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I went, so like it took about two years as well after I stopped drinking for people for that to like filter down and people to think, Oh yeah, she has changed and stuff. Cause when you stop drinking, you do all the other work as well. And, um, once I was at Latitude and um, I was doing like the QI um, like live show, which isn't televised, it's just their live. And I met the producer and she said, oh, yeah, I remember you. You um, nicked a pint off me at a gig and downed it on stage. <laughs> I mean, of course, they're not going to book me for the this was like ages. And I was like, it's a different time. I'm not drinking now. And she was like, cool. And then someone else said, oh, yeah, you flew it. You threw a load of flyers at me at a gig as well. And I was like, of course, these people aren't going to book me for a TV show. Why would you? Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to part one of my interview with the amazing, uh, hilarious, slightly shambolic, but in a lovely way, Lou Sanders. She's one of my favourite people, as I said at the beginning, and uh, yeah, totally love this interview. Definitely click on and download part two if you want to hear more from Lou and would like to hear about the time where uh, Lou and I had a little dalliance. Uh, and in part two she'll tell you how she remembers it slightly differently to how I do so definitely worth clicking on and also to find out more about uh, Lou's career and what her plans are going forward in both comedy and the world of altruism Uh, please do uh, subscribe to the podcast rate us leave a comment on Apple podcasts and uh, thank you so much for your support cheers Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.